what it is, yo. What's uh, this is your host of Real Talk Sports, Deontay Smith, and I am gonna give you all five good minutes of my NFC and AFC championship game predictions. So, without further ado, let's get straight into it. And that's that's straight, like with a K. Um, let's go with the AFC since that game is first. Jaguars are walking into Gillette Stadium um, at about 2.05 Central Time and 3.05 Eastern Time, which is what a lot of you are seeing on TV. So first of all, I like to say forget all of the Brady injured hand talk. It's a smokescreen. The Patriots are never specific about injuries, and they were very specific about this injury. That's how you know it's pretend, it's fake. Um... Cause this is a team that does not like going into details about any of their injuries. So I'm, I, I like how the Jags have, for the most part, hid the imperfections of Blake Bortles. They haven't allowed Blake Bortles to beat them like in past seasons. Because um, he was a borderline bust. Now, here's a fun fact. Blake Bortles is the highest drafted quarterback still left in the playoffs. Um... And basically how they've how the Jags have gotten this far is they limited his opportunities to throw games away uh, by keeping him ahead of the sticks with the running game so he's not having to throw on third and long. He's been able to use his feet on third and short, which has in in part allowed for the defense well to allow the offense to open up a little bit more as an extra dimension. Uh, surprising or not, he was the leading rusher between him and Tyrod Taylor in the, in the uh, opening round of the playoffs. Now, while the Jags are led by their backfield, the defense sets the tone and holds leads, allowing them to continue running the ball. That is a very strong characteristic of a Tom Coughlin-led organization. Um, I, now, I know Blake Bortles' numbers aren't flattering as he's thrown 13 interceptions, but if you remember, earlier in the offseason, maybe it was the preseason, I can't remember when, but Doug Marone said that he wanted uh, Blake Bortles to not throw it all. He said it'd be great if he didn't throw it all. And it wasn't a knock on the quarterback. It was just saying um, it was from the logic of if he's throwing, we're behind. If we're ahead, we're running the ball. That is why the Jags are in the position they're in. Um, and Blake Bortles playing ahead, he's he's A-OK when playing ahead. But when they fall behind, that's how he's thrown 13, nine of his 13 picks by playing from behind. Um Dang, this is really going by quickly. Uh, Let me think, let me think. So, this is how the Patriots win. They get on the board easy, early, not easy, and um, force Blake Bortles to throw the ball, play from behind. That's what Doug Marone and company don't want to happen. Uh, The Jags are 6-0 versus Pro Bowl Bowl quarterbacks. So, that means they're pretty good against the elite quarterbacks. Um, Remember, they beat Big Ben twice. Um, And also, when the number one pass defense plays against the number one QB, the defenses are 3-0. Defense wins championships, guys. you got to believe the defense wins championships. Uh, so from the stats that I've given you, you got to know that I'm taking the Jags. And I'm choosing the Jags because they have Tom Coughlin. He might not be on the sideline, but he is in the organization. This team has a Coughlin attitude, has a solid pass rush with Calais Campbell, Malik Jackson, Dante Fowler. I wish I could name all of them. I, I can't name the DT, the de- defensive tackle with like the weird name. 
but he's he's one of the top tier rushers in the league. Um, this team is very run dominant or run heavy, I say, on the offensive side. They make sure that they're keeping it out of Blake Bortles. Um, they're not allowing Blake Bortles to beat them. They are able to throw and run with Fournette and also throw to TJ Yeldon, who has been a wild card. He's been probably one of the better Alabama backs other than Derrick Henry, who's finally starting to get an opportunity in Tennessee. Oh, and I cannot believe Tennessee hired Mike Vrabel. I really thought they were going to go out to McDaniels. But, uh, so next up, we're talking about the NFC Championship game. Oh, Jags. I, I think you got that. Jags over the Pats. Um, probably by, I'm going to say 10. Win by 10. Alright, let's get to talking about this NFC Championship game. It's going to be the later game of the two. Um, it's going to try to give you five good minutes of of NFC Championship prediction. Um, so the Vikings are going to be visiting the Lincoln Philly uh, as they face the Eagle. This is really a battle among defenses and backup quarterbacks. Now, of the two backup quarterbacks, Case Keenum is probably a little bit better considering the offense has uh, had more time to build around him. He's, he's had time to gel with the receivers and uh, the running backs. But the Vikings in this game have the better overall defense. They have a better 11. Uh, now the front seven for the, really it's going to be the front four. If you compare them to the Vikings, they're pretty much a push. Um, I do like Fletcher Cox up front. He's very, he's very disruptive. Now offensively, the Vikings have better perimeter skill players uh, versus the Eagles secondary. Now while the secondary looks good on paper, they aren't really, Jalen Mills is probably the weak link of, uh, he's probably going to be matched up with Diggs because they, I think he lines up on the right side most of the time. That's usually where Jalen Mills is lining up, but he can definitely be exposed if, uh, if they want to go to Diggs early and often. Now, this sounds crazy. Well, it sounds cliche. It doesn't sound crazy. It sounds cliche. Um, the Eagles want to play ahead. The reason they want to play ahead is to keep Foles from playing from behind. When trailing by more than one possession, his completion percentage drops to 44%. And that's from the mid mid to upper 60s and 70s. He's usually around the 66% mark when they're playing ahead when they're ahead by one possession. Now the Vikings with Keenum this season, whether ahead or behind, he's still completing around 63% of his passes, which is pretty good. Um, considering considering that teams know you when you're playing from behind teams know you have to throw and he's still able to complete more than half of them now if the Eagles can take away Keenum's intermediate passing game um, he has a better than average passer rating when it's when you're in the intermediate so I'm, I'm thinking from from 7 to 20 no nah, I'm gonna say 7 to mm, about 7 to 15 yards he's pretty he's pretty solid and he's above the league average in passer rating but in this game, um, to keep it pretty simple, I'm going to be taking the Vikings. Mostly because their defense uh, is overall a better defense against a much weaker offense. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is a solid quarterback receiver, but I don't see him being able to outplay Xavier Rose, who's been pretty much locked down. He might not have his own island, but the roads is always closed when you want to come to him, come to that side of the field. And Keenum has better weapons than Nick Foles does. 
And if you want me to put a number on the prediction, I'm going to have to say that it's going to be it's going to be close until the second half. Um, even though Doug Peterson does a great job of adjusting at halftime, because Nick Foles uh, in this season in the last couple of games, um, 57% in the first half, 64% in the second half, and in the last two minutes of, of the half, he's usually at 68%. So that shows you that he's pretty good in hurry up offenses and he's pretty and they do make solid adjustments before they come back out from halftime. Now if I were to put a number or score together for this game, I'm gonna say it's gonna be 24-17 maybe. Um with the Vikings winning. I don't you you kinda think about the Vikings running game, you you kinda think it's not there. But Latavius Murray has been pretty good for them down the stretch. Um, he was he's he kind of relinquished the starting role because when you when you signed him in the offseason, I'm pretty sure they assumed that he'd be the starter. But Dalvin Cook was so good and beat him out. But since Dalvin Cook has gone down, it's been a Jerry McKinnon, Latavius Murray backfield. But as of late, Jerry McKinnon has been the passing back, while Murray has been the pounding back. Uh, but I do appreciate you all for listening. If you got some feedback, let me know who you think is going to win uh, between the Pats and the Jags and the Vikings and the Eagles. Peace.